Hey everybody and welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm Micah Keneally. And I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. We're fired up. Thanks for tuning in, for sharing, for subscribing. Mm-hmm. And this is where we talk about the faith of the next generation mm-hmm. in our world today. We're joined by an amazing guest. I'll introduce him in just a second, but PA on the mic, Paul Allen joins us today. How are you? Uh, what's going on? And I know you got some more to say. So just quickly, um, uh, thank you for inviting me. And um, I'm, I'm really, really happy to do this after learning more about uh, your ministry and the work with young adults and going through some social media pages and reading some stuff. And and it's so key with this day and age. And, and it's just really moved me of late since I got to know you guys, uh, the work that you're doing. And, and think about it. If Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, um, told me, I think it was within the last month or change on a podcast I do called Faith and Goal that um, I wrote it down because I don't want to mess it up, that um, um, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ is the single greatest thing you can do for another person. After all, their eternity may depend on it. And he said that on a podcast and man, that moved me. And that's what you guys are doing with everybody and young adults. And I'm just like, hey, well done. Oh, we love that you said that because we feel like we are called to a generation and approaching them with a kingdom-minded urgency. Like there's two places to go and we mm. want to see hell empty of young adults and all people, obviously. But if we can stand at the crossroads between the decision-making processes between the ages of 18 to 30, where you make those pivotal you know, decisions, Oof. who you date, who you marry, what you buy, where you go to school, where you live, like we yeah. feel like God has put that us and that burden on our heart to sit at the intersection and say, hey, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we want to point you in that direction. And we're just going to mm. give you that opportunity. And whether or not they say yes or no, mm. we feel like we've done our job. And hopefully hey. God can meet them in that place. So we're excited. If I'm at Faith Family Church right now in the fourth row, I'm saying preach. And <laughs> and I know um, I know that uh, that there are questions that you're going to want to ask me. But, and, and I'm going to ask you a question later. Uh, but I want to get this one out of the way right now, if you don't mind, uh, because with your social media channel, um, Josiah's or or the young adults, um, it's this Houston conference that you went to involving young adults and and engaging and mobilizing young adults. I, I mean, I want to say to organically share the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I would even start with believing in it and learning it. Like, what was that like? And and what um and and uh yeah what was it like oh my gosh the past seven days has been a bit of a whirlwind we've got two young girls and we were kind of in minnesota we did our own leadership conference Mm -hmm. for the leaders of 18 to 30 year olds then we were with 2000 church planters in houston texas and really they invited us to to speak and to share on the faith of the next Mm -hmm. generation what you said engaging and mobilizing young adults today and so yeah. I mean, what it's like is it is this next generation is hungry. They yeah. have a lot like the Jesus revolution in the 1970s. They've drank from a lot of different wells and came up dry, yeah. tried a lot of drugs and a lot of experiment and, and still come up mm-hmm. empty. And we mm-hmm. just believe that there's hope in Jesus and that he changes wow. everything. And so we're watching yeah. as God moves in 18 to 30 year olds lives. Yeah. Definitely. And I would say in that journey of just being exposed to that many people in a setting where like they have that passion just as much as the next person in who believes in Jesus, I think like, wow, this is a humbling moment to be called a child of God. And like you already alluded to, like everybody, every in every person 
is one invitation away from eternity with Jesus. And there's no reason to shy back. So just when you leave those settings and those conferences, or like even the probably the high of like winning the, you know, in, in any NFL game, like you walk away and you're like, okay, can it get any better? And the, this, the, the truth yeah. is it does get better. And your relationship yeah. with Jesus gets sweeter. And to see leaders starting well and finishing well is what we pray for. And when we start a relationship with Jesus, like we want to see heaven just expand in that process and to know that we played a small part in that is just part of the reward of mm. serving him and his vision mm. so yeah it's just hey. it's a, you just sit there and awe you're like what's heaven gonna be like that's what i walk away with every time i'm like wow yeah <laughs> well that's unbelievable that you said that because like you know i i didn't really start going to to church uh let's say evangelical protestant uh baptist uh, but protestant related churches where where there is a preach and mm -hmm. what the bible teaches first word genesis end of revelation that's the whole thing and you know you learn you don't get to handpick things out of the bible that are good for you and, and so on but it it's so therefore the music that is played at my church or churches um, okay. I mean, that, that's great. And I'll stand up and, you know, I'm, I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't get me the way it gets a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. And, and, but that's because God has decided that, that that's not going to grab it and zap it the way studying the book of Matthew chapter five, you are salt of the earth. You Christians are not should be are salt preserving what's good of the earth. Our world is in decay. Now, that's what I really, really love, and that's what gets me. Um, but during those songs sometimes, I, well, every time I will pray, and frequently I say, Father, what is heaven like? Mm -hmm. uh, Father, what is heaven like? You know, and and you just said it, man. That's, mm -hmm. wow, that that just makes me feel so good. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just God's children and those in, in the same fishbowl under the same rock, just thinking the same yeah. way and believing the same way. And I just love that. Thank you. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, we're talking. As you can see in this conversation, mm -hmm. we're going places with Paul Allen. Mm -hmm. He is needs no introduction, really, but he's the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, host of a radio show on KFAN Radio. LeBron James calls PA, and I would agree. LeBron James just tweeted that he's a national treasure. <laughs> we couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. I grew up uh, listening to... AM 1130, KFAN. My man. All the Minnesota Vikings. There's been some mm -hmm. mountaintop moments, some Minneapolis miracles, some heartbreaks, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been an emotional journey. But thanks so much for joining us today. We'd love to. Right on. We'd love to kick it to you and just kind of recap some of your story of life and journey. Even mm -hmm. if you're willing to share, how did you find yourself calling games mm -hmm. for the Vikings? What's your journey been like in life? Well. Um, I mean, from that standpoint, you know, I, I think first and foremost, I need to share that four years ago, um, I had no idea Christ was God on earth. And I knew Christ on the cross and the resurrection and Easter and my kids and the Lord's prayer, but I never had read a word in the Bible. And uh, that's at age 50, 52, and I'm, I'm 57. So it's four years and change ago. Um, and so therefore, um, learning that, and where God took it from there, um, that that's changed everything. I mean, it's it honestly has changed everything in my life. And it's not me praying to God's will to change certain things in my life that have changed. It's, you know, I think a, a relatable example would be, you know, I used to 
be incredibly fearful of turbulence uh, when I would fly. It's called moderate chop. And when it gets up to severe chop, it ain't no good. And I mean, I would pray. Uh, so, so I always believed in God and I always prayed and I always prayed the Lord's prayer, but until four years ago, hadn't read the Bible and didn't know Christ was God on earth. So believe, always believing in God, I would pray during turbulence and, you know, stuff like that. Well, I didn't pray one day, heavenly father, if it's in your will, please remove this moderate chop fearless gene from me and help me recognize Philippians four, six and seven implores me to not be anxious and instead give thanksgiving and supplication. So I didn't do that. But I mean, you can go and bounce that thing around as much as you want. I don't care because I know I'm going to heaven. And and when I leave, when, when we take off Vikings or whether I'm visiting my daughter in Colorado or whatever, my, my prayer, which I always have prayed this even before I read the Bible, Heavenly Father, um, if it's in your will, please help us land in Chicago and have a safe flight but if it's not, then I repent of my sins. Here are the ones I remember from today, and I, I repent. And if we perish, do it. I mean, that's your will, and I'll be right there with you. Maybe as a sin-free angel, not exactly sure what you do up there if you're of my ilk, but I know you're up there in eternity. And I just fully believe in my heart that is so much greater than anything that we face on earth and anything with which we deal on earth. So from a plate from, so I had to share that uh, to, to explain in 2002, when I auditioned to become the radio voice of the Minnesota Vikings, I never had called play by play at any level for any team in my life. In 2000, I would go to the Metrodome baseball press box um, and do what was called a cybercast, and probably got eight games down, something like that. You know, but to get a job in the National Football League and have your first play-by-play -play job at any level, be be in the NFL, working at KFAN, this is my first radio job at any level, and, and God's had me in it for a quarter century. Um, back in 1993 at age 25, drove up to San Francisco, auditioned to become a racetrack announcer, and they're racing. Micah comes out of the gate terrifically, and Josiah's been left by five. Um, and I auditioned having never done it and I beat 30. So, you know, right there, God put me into that microphone related position at age 25, moved me to Minnesota and started at KFAN, had a co-host I loved and was my best friend. And he really struggled with personal problems and got fired. And then the first play-by-play -play jobs in, in the National Football League. So, yeah, I mean, I hear from non-believers and those who, you know, want to bicker and argue about about things that I don't believe. Uh, you're talented, Paul. Um, you know, you you earned these jobs. You won these jobs. You deserve these jobs. Nah, that ain't the case. Um, now, now, looking at life the way I do and knowing what is right, um, God put me in those jobs and built my following the way He did to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. and to be comfortable and confident and eloquent with it and to be bold with it and to use the platforms that he's given me to organically share Amen. the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, that's abundantly clear to me, you know, and at, at age 57, you know, with that, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills game that, that we had this year and, and videotape from the booth and it went viral. And you mentioned the LeBron tweet. I mean, 
I've been in microphone related jobs for 21 NFL, 25 KFAN, 28, uh, 30 racetrack announcing. And, um, and God with that video, God has my star ascending and my following growing at age 57, that far into careers when most old guys are just trying to hold on. Yeah. And wow. that's the only way I look at it. And that's why I won those jobs. And that's why four years ago at uh, All Sides of the Savior, the burden of unforgiveness, he called me, John 15, 16. We don't choose him. He chooses us. It's in Romans also. Um, and so that's the, that's the answer. It's long. It's the only way to answer it. And uh, so that's how I look at my play-by-play -play career. Oh man, Paul, I love that you even went there just sharing that like you're already giving God the honor and glory and praise before any, even in the future, like you're already there. You're saying, I didn't get here on my own. God was orchestrating things behind the scenes even before uh, I fully believed, before I lived fully surrendered, before I yeah. knew my sin, before I knew my savior, right? And I just love the fact that you are one of the 4% that says yes after your 30th birthday to Jesus. 4%. Wow, what's that mean? 4% of like, people say yes to Jesus. Who, after who said that? Birthday. Who proves that? Go ahead, sorry. So Where'd you hear that? The latest stat from Barna Research mm -hmm. is showing that 96% of people who decide to follow Jesus do it before age 30. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's okay. just even more well, so. Yeah, but see, you know, know, for me. <laughs> Right, but I mean, I always believed in God. I always mm -hmm. was the kid when I lived in Southern California who walked in the ocean and said, thank you, Father, this is awesome. Uh, prayed the Lord's Prayer. John 3.16 to me was the guy behind the end zone with the multicolored hair. And I couldn't even recite or know the passage until four years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't include Jesus in one prayer in my life for 52 years. And I don't pray. I mean, the Bible teaches we pray to God, you know, but there's a lot of rhapsodizing and a lot of glorifying of Jesus that's done in prayer, mm -hmm. at least by me, it is. Um, so, man, it's just been such a whirlwind. It's the most beautiful thing that's ever taken place in my life. Um, and I organically just wait for the next honor like this to pop up to for people watching now, you know, after I retweet this and comment on it on my Twitter site. You know, you'll get some people to watch for a while and then a lot of people dart out because it's, you know, I'm not talking about free agency or or the draft, but those same people need to know the person yeah. that you hear quoting the Gospel of John 15, 16 is the same one who says, Cousins takes the snap, fakes the handoff to Dalvin, shakes his shoulder, pats the ball, fires left side to Jefferson. It's caught at the 10. He's JJ. Touchdown Vikings. <laughs> That's the same person, unabashedly the same yes. person. Yes, I love that. And I think that's what God calls us to you to do is to share the position that he's given us to honor and glorify him in the process and to point people to Christ. And Susie Larson says something along these lines. She's an author here in Minnesota. If you don't know who she is, she's an incredible person. But she talks simply about like, for the believer, earth is our hell. This is as worse as it gets. It can only get better. Yeah. For the non-believer... Earth is their heaven. Like this is their heaven. Earth is their heaven. Yeah. And I just think that that just creates in me this heaven-minded urgency to reach the next generation and beyond because I'm yeah. like, wow, if we can just capture them between those big pivotal moments between 18 to 30, in addition to yeah. what's taking place in their life before their worldview, before their thought process is so concrete that the yeah. cement is still moldable, right? 
So Paul, I would just love to hear your insight or your opinion mm. on this of why do you believe that reaching the next generation and young adults in ministry is so important and vital in this day and age? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, well, you know, it, it's, I can't speak for all churches um, and I can't speak for all sermons. Uh, but, you know, from my experience of attending church a lot and watching a lot of preaches online, like Paul Washer, Vody Bauckham, John MacArthur, so on and so on, and just kind of studying what hits them, uh, the average age, what's the average age at a church? I mean, 50, 45, I don't know. It's pretty old. Uh, uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about there? Like For sure. on average? Yeah. And that's not bad. That's great. Because even if there's one person in there getting bit by the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, so therefore, that's that's first and foremost, is the next generation of those who not only organically share the gospel and know what they're talking about with the Bible, but they actually believe it and and authentically are taught the right way because you're mouthpieces and as am i um we're catalysts and people going to christianity and getting on the billy graham trail well that's we 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 have minimal to do with it we put them in a position so the holy spirit can come grab them that's and right. then the appetite will become voracious uh, or can become voracious and if it doesn't well, that has nothing to do with you. It's God. God waited 52 years for me. Okay. So, you know, it, we're on his schedule, man. Uh, we're not on ours. That would be first and foremost. Secondly, um, I have a 22-year-old son and a 20-year-old daughter. Uh, this would include them. Uh, but, you know, just a lot that, that I see and or hear, minds are confused. Uh, minds are more confused confused or as confused today as I've ever seen in my life. And because I'm more observant towards things that I didn't, to which I didn't used to pay attention. Um, so the fact that 18 to 30, I believe you said, uh, we have confusion. We have confusion with the Bible. We have confusion with COVID. Uh, we have confusion with wars. We have confusion with identity um, we have confusion with pronouns other than a true we or a true us. Um, so therefore, that's my answer is that's why I wanted to praise you out of the gate. And I wrote that thing down about cousins because, man, I'm just so moved by what you guys are doing that I want to let you know if there's any way I can help you other than retweeting this podcast. Here I am. Uh, just let me know amazing paul so grateful mm -hmm. for your time today for this conversation and um for what you just said i'll remember that and i uh, don't take it lightly and i'd just be curious kind of the follow-up to that question that my mind gets really curious about is like you're seeing this confusion in our world today and there's a need we saw it in houston we see it in minneapolis there's a need for discipling the next generation sharing the gospel it's like we don't need a gen z v we don't need right. it doesn't need to be updated it just needs to be communicated yeah and uh, i'd be curious what's on your heart for young adults or young leaders right now oh well you know just just for the need part, just to end it, and I'm going to tie this. This is on my heart, and and it's and it's on my heart frequently. Is the lack of willingness to submit, or the lack of willingness, more so with men than women, 
even in faith that I've noticed the lack, the lack of a willingness to become vulnerable and the lack of willingness to tell people, you know, not, not only here on earth, but, um, but certainly as the Bible would teach submitting your life to God. Okay. Start there and glorifying God for giving us and becoming somebody who wiped all of our sins away and he didn't have to do that. And then he rose and then he trained and then he ascended with the Pentecost and then they went and, oh yeah, well, it's a fairy tale. And, you know, it's uh, yeah, there was never a flood and, and, you know, it's uh, David and Goliath and Nephilim and just, just all of this stuff. Yeah. It's all okay. Well, I mean, you have the right to believe that. Uh, and that's fine because that's not, that's not my opinion. It doesn't matter. It's between you and God. However, the, the Bible teaches with what these disciples did and what the, the disciples and followers and apostles did, they willingly went out and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing they were going to die and knowing that it was going to be gruesome and that it was going to be painful. <sighs> I mean, that takes my breath away, right. you know? So that's definitely on my heart that the, the, to become vulnerable and sub, submit via prayer is such a vital part of at least giving yourself a chance for the Holy Spirit to get into you and for the Holy Spirit to bite you and God to call you again, John 15, 16. Uh, so that's on my heart. And um, quickly, um, religion, religion is the righteousness of oneself. Christianity is the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again and then move on to the next one. The Bible teaches, not my opinion, the Bible teaches religion is the righteousness of oneself. What can I do to get somewhere else? Where Christianity is the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Christ, organically sharing it and recognizing the Bible teaches it is thy, not I. So that's on my hard heart. And finally, a month and a half ago, I started taking an every Tuesday night course on eschatology, uh, the study of last things and times. Uh, Typology, literalism, premillennial, postmillennial, amillennial, um, but... <laughs> God has me in it and it's part of the process. And Pastor Wes, one of my best friends, is an elite teacher. Um, so I picked some things up from it. Uh, but the one main point God has on my heart right now to answer your question regarding eschatology is with eschatology, you know, and revelation and the rapture and the devil and Christ and the lady um, uh, on the winged whatever, and the metaphor and the wilderness, which actually is a desert. I mean, that's all very, very, especially when you go back to Ezekiel and Daniel and Isaiah and stuff like that and Daniel nine specifically. I mean, that, that's all fascinating and it's all very, very deep. And a lot of opinions are formulated that are big opinions. Are we sure being all wrapped up in that is not pulling you from the gospel of Jesus Christ? And are we sure with everything we're thinking about, about, hey, COVID happened and this is happening and here it comes. Where are you? I think I see that white horse. Oh, there's the chestnut. 
is that pulling away from learning more about the gospel and praying that God's will organically gives you more of an opportunity to share the gospel? I just want to make sure that you're not getting all wrapped up in the wrong thing right now. Because end times, I believe the Bible teaches, happened when Christ was crucified. Well, there we go. And and the resurrection, that's it. It's end times. So how long is it? I got no idea. And it's borderline blasphemy to pretend you have an idea. Yep. So that, that's what's on my heart. Even Jesus himself does not know the time nor the hour. So why would we in our small-minded oh, human really? <laughs> reality? See, I didn't know understand. that. And see, yeah, man. I think I'm just going to send your ministry, whatever you want, $1,000 to start. <laughs> Just to FaceTime or Zoom every so often to have conversations like this, because I don't know if it's because I'm so new at reading the Bible and I put a lot of time into it. I mean, you know, I I'm really pride myself on not making mistakes when it comes to scripture. And it's every single day of my life, um, you know, organically doing something not to please God or not because I'm searching for obedience. I mean, it's I'm not. I'm not obedient, you know, I'm not saved because I'm obedient. I'm obedient because I'm saved. Yeah. Um, so therefore, the opportunity to learn, like what Micah just said, I mean, I just wish I had more of these conversations in my life. And that's why I get long-winded because I get excited. And yeah. I have so few of these in my life. You know, forgive me, Father, it sucks. It sucks, man. Well, there's you a know? whole world oh. waiting. There's yeah. a whole world waiting to hear the yeah, gospel. God, God's yeah, using God will, God will, um God will put me exactly where I need to be right now and every single second. So I don't fret it, but this just really makes me know how much I appreciate, like looking at Micah going, really? I didn't know that. Well, now I'm going to write it down and I want to go look it up. I just love that more than anything I do in this world. I love that. Oh well, Paul, we are so glad that you're spending this much time with us. And we love that you're long-winded because... I truly believe like for the amount of time that you have read the word of God and written it on your heart and memorized it and meditated on it and did a deep dive more or less into the theological things and practices, not only like through the Old Testament and New Testament, but just being able to reference and resource there. I mean, there are individuals that are listening to this podcast and maybe you're a pastor and you're feeling convicted because Paul knows more about the Bible than you do. Hey, get into the Word of God because we need to know the heart of Christ, know the Word of God. We need to meditate on that scripture. We have to stop speculating about it and start living it. And um, so many of our listeners are trying to discover their voice, whether that is whether it's from a platform, whether it's through social media, whether it's to glorify and honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and just further his kingdom through whatever God has given them, stewarding it well. You've obviously discovered elements and components of your voice, which I love, and you've given God the glory way back 20 some years ago when you're 25 years old. But for the young person who is searching and trying to find their voice, whether it's through writing, whether it's through speaking, teaching, or leading, what insight do you have for them to remain authentic? Well, there, there's a lot, um, but I think first and foremost, and I'm not greatest or worst ever guy, but I think first and foremost is prayer and praying to learn how to pray. And, you know, there's a, there's a pastor, uh, an old school pastor uh, named uh, S.M. Lockridge. And I listened to this on YouTube and, um, and I wrote it down when it comes to prayer. And uh, he preached, you should pray when you are successful, lest you become selfish you should pray when in sorrow, lest you become cynical. You should pray when you are in prosperity, lest you become proud. 
you should pray when in material poverty, lest you become spiritually poor. In sin, man declares his independence from God. In prayer, man declares his um, his dependence on God. Um, so that's S.M. Lockridge. So praying to God's will. It's, I mean, as cliche as it would be, it's not, I got a big test tomorrow, Father, please do me a solid amen. Okay, now that's a, that's a zero. Um, so I went to a zero first, where when it comes to being in search of inspiration, just recognizing that you're on God's schedule, not yours. And if it is meant to happen, it will happen. It may already have happened and you don't know it and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do right now. But Heavenly Father, um, if it's in your will, please guide me to a more open heart and willingness to learn your word and have the Holy Spirit overcome me every single day and reveal to me organically what I can do to give people a better chance to go to heaven. And if it's in your will, Father, please help me better engage with A, B, and C. And no matter which way it goes, I'm going to love you more tomorrow than I do right now. And thank you for your son, Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, amen. So a prayer like that, you know, just submitting to God's will and talking to him and not having a schedule, being like, it didn't happen in a week, I'm out. So I think that'd be the answer. That's incredible. Oh my gosh, I, I love it. Prayer is powerful. Our words carry weight and there's a depth mm -hmm. that I think that it was A.W. Tozer that said the gospel is so shallow that even a child can enter into it, but it's deepest like the ocean mm -hmm. that, you know, somebody who's mm -hmm. followed Christ for a lifetime can still go further, deeper. Mm -hmm. And prayer is yep. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on the other hand, too, I can't say the name Paul Allen without thinking passion, excitement, for sure an authentic voice. And so for the young adult who maybe is just like trying to discover their purpose, their passion in their life, how could you maybe encourage them today? Uh, well, that's a big, 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 big question. Um, and one that I can't answer in a minute or less. But I will say, I mean, my example and how God made me is the best example that I have for better or for worse. And I was dead broke in my mid-30s. I prayed all the time. Um, I'm sure I prayed the wrong way. Um, but, you know, that's 20, that's a quarter century ago. And just know that that the inspiration and the passion and what you are designed to do will take place when God's ready for it to take place. And I had no idea 25 years ago, I would have a 21 year career right now in the National Football League calling Minnesota Vikings games. So separating free and God's will is such a major talker within the Christian community community, I believe free will is evil. And until I'm taught otherwise, I believe all of free will is evil, every single piece of it. And that's a complete submission to God's will. So getting that together and recognizing the thy, not I approach to prayer and to talking to God when it's just like, I mean, I don't know where you guys are, man, but here outside of Minneapolis, it's snowing hard. Sky's been gray all day. 
I thank you, Father, not only for waking up today, but the opportunity to do the radio show at KFAN, uh, chat with some middle school kids in North Dakota, and now chat with Josiah and Micah. And, um, and, and to many, this is going to bring on some form of free will-related depression because it's cloudy, and I think it's beautiful. I think it's absolutely beautiful because I know you're doing something with it, and it's not my job to figure out what it is. So thank you. Amen. So that that's how I talk. Amen. And then I walk into jobs and it's Heavenly Father, if it's in your will, please guide me with patience, the ability to love greater than I've ever loved, the ability to listen better than I've ever listened, and most importantly, lay back and let others experience the secular fame for whatever the reason you've given me, because outside of sharing the gospel, I don't care if I have it but they do. Amen. Amen. And remember, Paul, God is your defender. No matter what you're up against, he's your defender. So yeah. I don't know why I felt like you, um, but also I'm from North Dakota. So it's so fun to oh. hear that you touch base with some middle schoolers today. I yeah, love was, that. Yeah, somebody, somebody sent me, uh, sent me an email. Um, it was uh, within the last month or so. And let's see if it was by where you lived. It was uh, Northern Cass in Hunter, North Dakota. And if you um, if you go to my Twitter bit, um, you'll see a picture of the Zoom and I, I like responded to it and middle school kid. Well, I mean, look at this. I mean, look how beautiful God's working today. Here you are doing what you do with young adults. And he gives me the honor and the privilege of chatting for 40 minutes with young adults sliding in, you know, the because they wanted to talk about broadcasting and the Vikings and stuff. And it's all good. But, you know, if you're going to sign up with me, then you're going to hear, well, God permitted this and God put me here and God okay. guided that. And if you don't want to hear that, don't sign up with me. That's right. Uh, because that's my life. Wow. Well, we're glad you signed up with us today because maybe knowing or unknowing, you signed up for a five and five challenge. And that's how we end our podcast. Five, five and five. That five sounds like the Green Bay Packers record next year after 10 games. Hey, and if that's the case, let it be so. Five and five means five <laughs> questions, five minutes, and we're going to unpack those. Are you up for the challenge? I'm up for the challenge. Five and five, five for five, five for fighting. I'm all in. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. I'll kick it off. How's that sound? What is God mm -hmm. teaching you lately? Oh, I shared it with you earlier. Um, I, I want to reemphasize it. Taking that eschatology class and hearing people ask questions about things and just how impassioned they are. And that's cool and everything because I love to learn. But let's just make sure sharing the gospel of Christ is first and foremost in your life and not trying to predict the rapture and not trying to predict the end and not being God on earth and like looking at things saying, oh, there it is. Told you. Uh, well, actually, that was, you know, that wasn't a dove. It was a seagull, um, you know, so just just the end times or the end times and last things. It's very, 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 very interesting. And and learning to take what's in Revelation and go to different parts of the Bible. Brilliant. Fascinating. Absolutely love it. Uh, learning with uh, learning about all that's terrific. The gospel sharing the gospel of Christ is first and foremost, like cousin said, that sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to an individual is so important. It may determine their eternity. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did he knock me over when he told me that? So yeah. that uh, that's the answer. 
Yes, their eternity hangs in the balance of our obedience at times. Mm -hmm. So, want to be want to be obedient. Yeah, and just be used by God any way He sees fit. Paul, if you could ask Mike and I anything, this question mm -hmm. keeps us on our toes because we have no idea mm. what you okay. come up with. But we're an open book, and yeah. uh, if you could ask us anything today, what would you want to okay. know? Eloquently recite chapter three, verse eight of Leviticus. Yeah, right. Just kidding. Um, let's go me. with um, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Moses wrote it. Um, let's go <laughs> with um, in ministering to young adults and doing what you do. What are some of the most significant obstacles you face on your journey? Mm -hmm. Oh man, I think the one thing churches and college campuses initially recognize is they're very transient and there's a fast revolving door meaning you might get a student or a young adult in your ministry in your church whatever setting for maybe one semester maybe for six years if they're a super student um, and kind of just realizing like wow that revolving door is going so quickly but if we can get them the first day they're on campus there's like an 80 some percent success rate that they will get connected in a way if they were not through for that first like week of campus. So I would say mm -hmm. that's a unique, I don't know, charge for the person listening. Like we have an opportunity. It feels like a window. So if we can strike while the iron's hot and they're trying to navigate yeah. those elements, I think is one for sure. But can, yeah. can I, can I ask a follow-up? Yeah. Well, as uh, uh, you're a pastor, right, Josiah? Yep. Okay. So doing what you guys do and ministering the way you do, the book of Acts chapter 18, I believe, is a part where the Apostle Paul basically was like, are you kidding me? I mean, this is unbelievably exhausting, fatigued. All the negatives are beating him down. Second guessing things all came back together. It, it, do you face that? Do you guys face that in any form of ministry? Um, I mean, distractions and sin and, and natural things of the world, of course. Mm -hmm. But like, does it ever get deeply rooted in you like Acts 18? I think so. My answer was going to be to that question of like, there's, there's like tough topics that young adults deal with that like, if we're willing to pace with them, like that's a challenge, right? Like that's some of the things we're mm -hmm. up against. It's just like, do we care? Are we sensitive? Do we stick with scripture? And are we willing to be a lifelong learner? Like, I don't know everything. I'm not an expert, but I think personally, mm -hmm. the way that the enemy has tried to take me out is through discouragement. Mm -hmm. is through my yeah. own thought life. And so awesome. like Saul who became Paul in Acts 18, like for mm -hmm. me, it, it is a battle of flesh against spirit that yeah. I know Jesus died for and won the victory. But I still mm -hmm. am in those moments that there's moments in ministry mm -hmm. where I here's something that somebody says that almost wipes me out or or I, I try to rely on my own ability to do things and mm -hmm. those are the moments of discouragement of of like coming close to giving up and then it's like oh yeah wow this is not it, one of our favorite verses kind of a life verse we stand on is first thessalonians 5 24 mm -hmm. the god who calls you is faithful and he mm -hmm. will also do it so is it up is it up to me is it up to my abilities so we don't there's a prayer of like i don't boast in my own abilities or believe in my own strength i rely solely on the power of god but i'm human so there's moments yeah. where i'm distracted or discouraged and i start to rely on my flesh and then it's that end of myself 
beginning <laughs> of Jesus moment where it, it's oh, really. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That was very moving. Thank you. That's good. And uh, okay, so back to you for this Ooh, one. And I, I'm going to switch um, outfits here. But okay, I'll just hold it up. But okay. A Baltimore Ravens jersey? Oh, hey, JJ. <laughs> Are you kidding? So, I mean, I, I don't think we could have we'll this get conversation. That for you, okay. Yeah, we'll okay. get that signed for you. So, we got to figure, find out how to get it to me. And then I'll get it to Spearfish Sammy, and it'll be signed. Um, at, okay, that's oh, fun. I'm sign that. <laughs> that's fun. No, I ain't signing it. Justin will sign it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what are your thoughts going into 2023-2024 Viking mm -hmm. season? We're coming off of a super exciting season where they're yeah. a fun young team to watch. Mm -hmm. We gotta. People are gonna want to know what your thoughts are going into next year. Well, I mean, when you win 13, you know, you're, you, you've stamped yourselves uh, that you're good. And when you win 13 with a new coach, a new coaching staff, all of the uh, offensive and defensive plays are different. You know, that, that right there is big. Okay. Now we flopped in the first playoff game. Okay. Well, that also is a fair part of the equation. Um, the, you know, the, the only way to answer it and not even, you know, I'm not even like trying too hard to be Bible guy is there the spirit in our building last year was nothing I had ever felt in my life next to a Minnesota Vikings football team. Um, now, when Leslie Frazier was the coach, um, you know, and I'd never read the Bible and I wasn't as I hadn't been chosen by God to live the life that I live now. It might have been like that with him. Um, but the spirit in the building of prayer in the hallway, prayer at practice, prayer in the locker room, prayer on the sidelines before games, a childlike gaze in the eyes of many, um, less ripping, less back talking, uh, less rabble rousing, less rumor mongering. Um, so off that now where God takes it, I got no idea. I like the team. I love JJ. We, there are still moves that I know they're going to make. They've already cut linebacker Eric Hendricks. Um, we got the draft, um, but um, we have very smart people running this team. And um, I can't wait for next season. We should win a bunch of games. That's amazing. That's encouraging and fun to hear. And here's question four. Um, Paul, let's say you could travel anywhere in the entire world or space, whatever, wherever you've never been, where would you go? No. Okay. Um, Jerusalem and Mount, Arar uh, Mount Ararat, Mount Sinai. Um the walk Paul took, Ephesus, Corinth, uh, Thessalonica, that whole that whole situation, and I would want it capped by a week um, at the island of, of Patmos, Patmos, where John uh, got the revelation from the angel, and and you know just to see what that like whole little encampment, that whole little room, that area is like. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to go in there and there's you know I'm going to hear somebody say. You entered correctly of whom I'm pleased. Uh, or, wow, look at that dove, honey. Um, no, I just want to go in there and just and get on my knees and just thank God for the opportunity to be here in such an instrumental part of the greatest story ever told. Um, and yeah, so that's it. I've, I've never been to the Middle East. I lived in the Philippines for a year and a half, lived in Hawaii for six months, been to Europe with the Vikings. Um, but I've never been to the Middle East. And um, I, yeah, I just want to see how, what it feels like, ma'am. I just, I just want to see what my body feels like when I'm there. 
Oh man, it is. Um, He's been twice. Josiah. I've been twice. Wow. And both times, Paul, I got a call. One of them was last year and I thought it was a joke, but a free trip, all expenses paid, like God brought me there to spend mm -hmm. time with him. And so I do pray that you get to walk where Jesus walked. Yeah. There's something mm -hmm. surreal about like the smells, the, the, the sights, wow. just sounds, the, the yeah. sound, the, the tastes of the food and just yeah. to, to see and experience, to have your feet hit there. Yep have those moments um yep. i believe it's gonna happen for you i really do oh it will i don't know when but it will i mean i gotta yeah it's my schedule can be quite intense certain times of the year uh but really who cares seriously who cares i mean when 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 god gets into my heart and subsequently my mind and shows me exactly what part needs to be carved out and um how all things gonna add up who's going i'm in I love it. So, love so it. fun. And I think a great note to to leave the young adult watching or the, the young leader listening, tuning in right now, we'd love just for you, if you're willing to, to share one piece of encouragement for the listener today, just something that maybe they could, maybe they feel like they're discouraged, mm -hmm. like life has beat them up a little bit. Like we love, speaking of Israel, this Psalm in 121, where it says, I lift my eyes not to the hills, but to the maker of the hills. Where does my help come mm. from? Can you help lift the spirit mm. the of the listener today? Well, encouragement is such a big word, like I said earlier, or I said, like, said that about another word. Um, you know, I've had a pastor um, and I think a rabbi because um, I've met with a rabbi, a Catholic priest, my best friend pastor many, many times over the last three years. I just wanted to learn things about certain things with friends. And, and two of them, you know, would tell me, Paul, your biggest, your greatest strength is not the eloquence of speech God gave you, the confidence God gave you, and the following God gave you, and these jobs with microphones God gave you. It's that you did not grow up with church baggage. Okay. And, and man, I've just learned so much about that over the last three years, you know, just with, with things that I'm thinking and things that I see. Um, but I'm not judgmental with it. And the reason I bring that up is because through it all, the what the Bible teaches about turning the other cheek is, I mean, it's that's my encouragement. Turn the other cheek. Don't let somebody take advantage of you, but turn the other cheek when at all possible. Um, be vulnerable and fair enough and loving enough to say, I'm sorry. Um, even if you're you think you're 80 percent right say i'm sorry and see where it goes from there and um i actually wrote this down for something else but i'm going to read it as for encouragement um avoid gossip mean-spirited backtalking and small-mindedness it's rampant not only in the world but even at like jobs that i have and backtalking and gossip it it makes you a small-minded individual and the Bible teaches that, and you should know that in the world. So James chapter one, James chapter one, verse 26, it says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. So that should encourage you. That's what it says in the book of James. That's what it says in the Bible. And that's what it says about gossip, rumor mongering, scuttlebutt starting, and um, being that small-minded person of the earth. 
because there are a lot of things coming at us and a lot of things that are difficult to avoid for this stages of our lives. Not to talk and bleep about somebody, that's easy. So when the low-hanging fruits there presented by the Holy Spirit, take it every single time with those little subtle changes and let those little subtle changes continue the big change that's taking place in your heart. And where that goes, only God knows. I love it. Paul, that is a perfect way to end our episode today. Just challenging the listener, the leader, the pastor to, they will know us by the way we love Mm -hmm. and the way, the way we love each other, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And to be able to pray for our tongues, to tame our tongues, to tame our, our thoughts and our minds and just our reactions, right? And essentially submit them to God and function in the Holy Spirit, not in flesh and learn how to bite our tongue at times, but to know Mm. that every single person, whether you're in the church, out of the church, church hurt, does happen it will happen on some level it could just be one cutting comment don't allow somebody else's comment dictate your eternity just because of one offense okay forgive seven times nope 70 times forgiveness extending forgiveness even we don't know how to forgive ourselves say it until something breaks in your spirit and you actually mean it because something will happen in you and oh that's such a great way to to leave the listener challenged encouraged um, and just fight the good fight. Like, don't stop just because of somebody else's opinion of you when God has those promises for you. So, Paul, we are so thankful for you to spend some time with us. For wow. we get to spend some time with you. What a blessing. And just hearing your story and hearing what God is doing. And if you want to find out about more about Young Adults Today podcast, please tune in, check in, check the website, check the links. If this is your first episode or maybe you're like Josiah said, your 210th episode, we are thrilled that you were tuning in. So subscribe rate, review. Once again, Paul, thank you so much for your amazing time. Thank you. It was my honor and my privilege. And uh, may God bless both of you, your young adult ministry, and uh, take it where it's supposed to go. Because just being some Joe on earth, um, I think it's going in the right direction and fast. Mm-hmm. Amen. You receive that. So Amen. encouraging. You're a blessing, PA. We'll talk soon. You're listening to the Young Adults Today podcast. And before we wrap up today's episode, there's a fun, like, special announcement for the listener today. The special announcement is May is coming. Wow. Right? So May is coming very quickly. We actually have something that we've designed for you. This is our third, right? Yes. Annual weekend. So it's called the weekend for young adults, actually. So if you are between the ages of 18 to 30, you are welcome to join us May 12th, 13th, and 14th at Lake Geneva in Alexandria, Minnesota, where you can get registered at a website at youngadults.today and just look for the events and click the weekend. And hopefully you can experience and encounter not only some new friendships, but strengthen your relationship with Christ, discover maybe what does Christ mean to you? What does it look like to be a Christ follower? Who is Jesus? So we're going to unpack some fun things. And our theme this year is actually equip the saints. So we want you to leave that you have feel empowered, equipped, maybe with some clarity, maybe with some direction, maybe just with some insight or some fresh perspective. So that's kind of what we're leaning into for the weekend. Those are some things you can expect from worship to breakout sessions to main sessions and time to connect with people your own age. We're expecting hundreds of young adults from 50 plus churches across Minnesota, across the Midwest. And we would love for Mm -hmm. you to uh, join us May 12th through the 14th. Again, Mm -hmm. visit youngadults.today, click on events in the weekend. And uh, I mean, Micah, it's March. 
this drops only and on already right friday march 10th so happy friday happy oh weekend God. can you just recap the past seven days of our life our family god's moving and it's been a bit of a whirlwind oh my gosh well one thing i just want to challenge you with if you feel like you are not embarking upon a wild adventure with god then ask him for it because when you do ask him and you make yourself available, he will bring the adventure and you just don't know what's around the next corner. So if you know anything about mountain climbing, nature, anything, just be ready. And one thing that we've actually been able to experience are some of those surprises along the way, which are all good surprises. But we actually hosted our fourth annual Young Adult Leadership Conference. Exactly. So that was last week. For and- leaders of Young Adult Ministries across the country. Yeah. So that was super fun to gather in the name of Jesus and just kind of set the table for them as they lead so hard to lead you as a listener, but also trying to discover what does God have for them from the mission to just deepening their well. So we had that. And then actually we, I say actually a lot today. Wow. We literally um, were invited to Texas. So we were down in Texas for a few days with some of our family and friends um, from the ministry world. And over 2000 pastors came together to just be inspired, to be encouraged, to be met where they're at. And it's a church multiplication network. And we were actually able to teach a breakout session. We were asked by Jeffrey Portman to teach a breakout session specifically on reaching the next generation. And how do we encourage you and how do we provide opportunities for you in the church world, outside of the church world, in our in and on our college campuses? What does that mean? What does that look like? So we had the honor and privilege of doing that. And now we're here on the podcast. So I would say when you ask God for an adventure, he will give it to you. And this is probably the question that I, we get, we get asked often, or mm-hmm. I did, I miss, I do, I shouldn't speak for both of us. I know that I do. And it's like, Michael, what's new? <laughs> I want to look at them. And I literally want to say, what's not new Yeah. because when you step into relationship with Jesus and a relationship with God and what he wants to do, when you say, Lord, bring the adventure, no day should be the same. Monday through Friday, no matter how many of them we get experienced, no matter how many weekends we get to um, encounter, no day should be the same. And that's a good thing. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps us with our relationship with Jesus even stronger. Uh, but really to recognize the fact that when we say yes to Jesus, uh, he's just going to open the doors of crazy opportunity if we continually walk out in obedience. So we feel like we've been able to do that and great opportunities have come our way. And we're praying for those opportunities to come your way as well as a listener, as 18 to 30 year old, trying to figure out what does it mean to walk out my faith in the marketplace, in missions, in ministry, just everyday life. Life on my college campus. So we've been up to a lot and the Holy God, Holy Spirit and God has been up to way more than what we can even explain, dream, ask, or imagine, but we've just been able to taste a glimpse of that. Man, if you're watching on YouTube, can you just type into the comments? And if you're um, linked together with us uh, on a streaming platform, mm-hmm. thanks for subscribing. Thanks for leaving us a review. It helps us reach more listeners yeah. with the message of young adults today. Yeah. The theme, the vision of this ministry is Psalm 145. Verse four, it's our mission for existence. It's there's a need for young adult ministry. There's a need for discipling, for reaching, for advocating for Gen Z, for millennials, for your generation, for our generation, for ones to come. And what Psalm 145 verse four says this, one generation is to tell the next of the marvelous deeds of God. So when we give you a quick update and a recap, God is moving. Yeah, He's got mighty acts. He's moving in Houston. There was over 2000 church planters gathered there and Mm -hmm. were there advocating for the next generation of young adults that are not just the church of tomorrow. They're the leaders of today. Yeah, And we saw so many 
young leaders gathered together from across the state of Minnesota, the Midwest. People flew in mm -hmm. from Washington, Tennessee, Georgia, and it's just wild yeah. to see there's a need for young adult ministry. And get this, young adult ministries are starting. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone you know. Plug me in, I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.